This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, everybody? Welcome! To kind of funny games daily for a Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of gaming, aka Leftover Poppy, aka the New York Game Awards nominated games journalism of the year at Correct. Blessing at EOA Jr. Hello, Blessing. What's up, Greg? Nothing, man. How you doing? It's good. I, I, haven't done, I haven't sat down with you in a while. Yeah, it's been uh, you, you've not been on KHD for the last two, two days. days. Yeah, two days. Has been and too I actually wanted to ask you, like, is it a like a a sigh of relief when like these big news days happen and you miss KHD, or is it more oh, of like, no. oh, I want to be I there. I want to be in the mix, especially for like the last two days. Yesterday, where, like, when you guys were talking about Phil has spoken, I'm in the car, I'm listening, I'm like, oh, but I would say this and I want to say that. Yeah, da, 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 da. you know what I mean. I when things were popping off over the weekend, yeah. I got to Sunday and I was like, I saw yeah, you and Janet going back. I'm just give me a day off. I don't need to talk about this. Yeah, in my and, off I was, and I, legit, there was a moment where I was like, oh man, you know what? Actually, thank God that I'm not on KHD on Monday because I'd I'd, I'd rather just listen to Greg and Tim talk about this and. Yeah. I wake up on Monday, I get a text from you that's like, hey, can you be on KHD Monday? down, I need your help. And I'm like, fuck, all right, cool. I guess I got to be on KHD Monday. But yeah. I feel like those were really good episodes. They were really good episodes. You've been doing Thank really you. good work here. I want you to know. I like the Games Daily a lot, and I like the You on the Kind of Funny podcast a lot as well. Hell yeah. yeah I like yeah. me on the Kind of Funny podcast too. Well, we'll do it a little bit more often. But for now, uh, I haven't talked about this, so Barrett, give me my one. Uh, of course, hello, Xbox fans. Yeah. I know it's a dark time. So on behalf of all the PlayStation fans... <laughs> If only someone for 17 years had been telling you you were marching right off the cliff. But here we are. And let me tell you, the water feels fine. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> uh, but in reality, no, fuck PC gaming. Um, Yeah, it's been an interesting week for Xbox News. Yeah. What's your what's been your take slash reaction to it? You know, I feel th this is not a, a gag. Yeah, this is very much. I have the same feeling about all the Xbox stuff as I do about the Rock and the Cody Rhodes stuff from WWE. Mm. I'll wait till I get my official announcement. You know mm. what I mean? Third, there's a press conference tomorrow. Let's see what WWE is going to say about the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> and then next week they're doing whatever this business thing with Phil Spencer is going to yeah. be. Let's go. Uh, I think for me. It all seems like a bit of overblown nonsense. You know what I mean? That, of course, is tribalism. That, of course, is uh, fanboyism. That is, of course, console wars. Like, that's all it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And the idea here of, let's just say, right now, this had already been announced. And I'm, I'm assuming the announcement is, yep, we're going to go multi-platform with these games. And there is a year exclusivity. They come out way later. Like, you're going to see with Starfield or whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then... I would be sitting here and as a video game fan, as so many of us are, right? 
my desire to play Starfield would have won out over my desire to have a platinum trophy. Like I would have bought, I, I, I would have already played Starfield. Starfield would not have dropped last year. And I would have said, well, as a big Bethesda fan, but a bigger PlayStation fan, I'm going to wait the year mm-hmm. and wait for the giant c- complete package. And everything. like, no, I want to do that. Yeah. So if that's the plan, who gives a shit? It's already what's happening with PlayStation and PC games, right? Where it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. You get the stuff later in the run up to the sequel. Uh, you know, Tim made a salient point yesterday on games daily with you. Hey, if this turns out that it is next week, Phil comes out and he's like, we have all these studios. We want to make as much money as possible and to monetize to, you know, protect bottom lines and our staff and yada, yada, yada. So everything is day and date everywhere. We are going to be third party, but you get it on Xbox, Ice, uh, Game Pass, right? Still day and date. I think that's a very compelling argument that I think works in their favor. Yep. Do you want like... Think of every first party, every first party Xbox studio we now have with Activision, with Blizzard, with uh, Double Fine, with the list goes on, right? Bethesda. You're going to tell me that when it gets to be the third month in a row that I go to the store to buy a $70 version of an Xbox game on PlayStation that I'm not going to sit there and go, well, fuck. You're not going to be like, well, fuck, wait a second. Why not pick up? the new TV and use the app. Why not just stream it? Why not pick up the S and put it on the, like that's a compelling business argument as well. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that's what we're driving at a lot in the last couple of days is that I think the way into the way in which you can compete in the video game scape has evolved and can continue to evolve. And right? the war continues to change. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think this is Xbox adapting and going, all right, how do we do better business? How do we be, uh, become bigger and better? And I keep coming back to, Historically, in, in what we see consoles, as if when we look at what the console um, landscape has looked like in the last 20 years, you look at exclusives and you go, oh, that's how you compete. And that's been the only way to really compete when you're Xbox or PlayStation yeah. or Nintendo, right? I think now that you look at Game Pass, now that you have these different, uh, uh, these different problems that even arise when you are making these big budget exclusives, paying $300 million to make games that might make $350 million back, right? Like... How do you go about business in a way that is going to make you as much money as possible, especially as Xbox, who has all these studios, who just bought Activision, spent $69 billion. I think exclusive content is a way to compete. I don't think it's the way to compete, right? I think what you're talking about in terms of, oh, yeah, you can buy it on PlayStation if you want to, or you can get it on PC or Switch, or you can get it as part of Xbox Game Pass on our platform. Uh, I think that's very, very sound. And I still, I like I, a lot of the responses I've gotten back on Twitter and from, from people. Totally respectful. Told, told people being totally respectful and very nice about it. But I see a lot of people being like, oh, but like, I'm going to lose my library. Like, I'm going to lose my Xbox library. Xbox is going to stop making consoles, yada, yada. And I'm like, we're, I don't, I, one, I think the business is sound. And I still think Xbox is going to make consoles. Like, I, until they say they're not making consoles, I have to believe they're going to keep making consoles. I think on top of that, not only are they going to keep making consoles, but yeah, like the games are going to be everywhere. Like I've, I'm, I'm, I can see like, I guess the downside of, uh, I bought my Xbox Series X thinking that this is going to be the only place I could play Halo or Gears. And I think that is the one side where I'm like, I understand that. Like, I understand the idea of you made a choice of I'm going to, I'm going to buy this console. And now you're like, oh man, maybe I should have bought a PlayStation because I can play things here. But even still, I don't get that argument because if you were that big of a Gears fan, you were that big of a Halo fan, right? Mm-hmm. You've played those experiences. And so then now we're talking about the nebulous unknown of, okay, well, are they day and date and yada, yada. And again, in the world we live in, in the fractured video game space we live in currently, to talk about a Halo, to talk about a Gears, on day one, don't you want the largest pool of people playing possible? 
right? That's yeah. the big thing of like, you know, we talk about these, not even games as a service, even though you can toss in there. You talk about thriving communities and what you want out of them. You want games and you want matches. So why wouldn't you want them over there and play on whatever box you want to be on, every ecosystem? You're, and again, to the, oh, I'm going to lose my library. Well, well, no, if you are still there and still invested. And even I think, which I do not think next week's announcement is, but even mm -hmm. if next week's announcement was, we are leaving the hardware space. Like, we are done. I don't think it's that. First off, it's immediate. I, I also mm -hmm. don't think it would be, we are leaving the hardware space and you're leaving all your games behind. I think it would be that your games are still on your the cloud. They're still on Xbox yeah. cloud. They're still They're part still of accessible. Xbox Game Pass. You can still play them on PC. You can it, still play them on other platforms. You can play, and, through the and I would imagine as soon as that happens, and this is a different ball of wax and it would probably look very different, but I do think you would see them working on getting Game Pass, if, and I know they already have been, but working get, on getting Game Pass onto Switch and onto PlayStation, yeah. which gets complicated because, of course, then you are into the same thing of, I'm putting it onto PlayStation, but Annapurna is giving us a deal to put their game on Game Pass. But you can all—they're also selling the you know the game on PlayStation, so that's sticky and a whole. But I think again, Game Pass would have to evolve for that landscape. But again, I do not foresee that happening next week. That's not what this is. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. I think a thing for me too that I've had to uh, wrestle with in terms of talking about this because, like, you know, you mentioned that you listened to KFG in the last couple of days and you really enjoyed KFG. I've really, I very much enjoyed those conversations with me and Tim because it has been like. I think us in the same wavelength, not trying to feed into how the internet internet talks about it or how Twitter talks about it and all this shit, right? I've had uh, uh, like tweets in my mentions of people being mean or whatever, right? And like I've had to stop myself one or two times of I press tweet on a thing, and I'm like no, I no, I should no, delete no. this, right? Because yeah, now yeah, I'm yeah. giving into the console war quicksand, slash tribalism man. aspect you get in there of it. And you fight, you can't, yeah. you don't win, you don't win. And like it's I I'm trying to reconcile like where does that come from? Like where does this behavior come from, right? And I'm trying to. I guess approach it in the most like consider I'm trying to consider everybody's emotions here and everybody's thought processes yeah. here and use it to inform my own because I think like we yesterday we talked about like all right like if a hundred thousand people really care on the internet right but yeah, yeah. you're as Xbox as a corporation you're trying to speak to the tens of millions of people that are going to buy your platforms um, you know like what do you do with a hundred thousand that said like that's still a lot of people that care like I know I know a lot of these people online are being mean or being like uh, armchair uh, uh, like quarterbacks or whatever, right? Like trying to act like they understand the business of Xbox and know how exactly like what the CEOs need to do and how to navigate the company. But to some extent that stems from somewhere and I'm trying to figure out what, where that stems from and see if, if there's like validity in what I can learn from that I think, or if I should just leave it alone. Well, I think you should leave it alone because there's nothing to be done with it. Yeah. I think, you know, more than anything, when we talk about this or anything like this, uh, picking a sports team, uh, picking a wrestling promotion to follow, picking whatever where you have to make a choice, you start to talk about investment. And what is? And when we talk about business, we talk a lot about return on investment, right? And the mm -hmm. reason we see these layoffs, even during profitable years, is the fact that the people who have made their investment want a larger return on that investment. A little bit of profit isn't good. They want a lot of bit of profit, right? And so when you get down to this, I have never been one, and it's actually a little bit hard, I think, too, because of my age. Stick with me. Not because mm -hmm. I'm old, but you'll see where I'm going in a second. I've never been one to buy the argument, whether it was at IGN or whether it was that kind of funny of, Greg, you don't understand the value of $60, $70, the price of a console anymore because you get your stuff for free, which for the most part is true. Oftentimes, we do have to buy our own stuff, but most of the time is true, right? I don't buy that. But I do understand the argument of when I was a 20-year-old, 
versus when I was a 30-year-old, 40-year-old, whatever it is, right? Where suddenly to have disposable income and the fact that I always talk about, you know, PS2 is my first purchase my first major purchase on my own, right? And it was that I had the money belt with all the money I earned from Walmart in it to mm -hmm. go to Meyer to buy the fucking PlayStation 2, right? That is a choice. When I did that, I bought that. When I was in college eating Easy Mac every night, but still, you know, when I was going I to Easy Mac. GameStop and I don't. <laughs> going to GameStop and flipping games as soon as I beat them oh so God, I could yeah. get the best trade in value so I could actually keep consuming. I understand that. $60 meant something different to me then than it does now, let alone $500 for the new shiny console or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's an investment there that you're picking a horse and you're betting on it. And it's the same way, I think, all the way back to when I was a Sega kid and my friends were Nintendo kids, where, you know, I couldn't win the argument with my mom that I needed both the Genesis and the SNES, right? Mm -hmm. I picked Sega. I was a Sega kid, and that meant blanket statement, Nintendo's bad. You know what I mean? I, I have to be, I can only have this, so I can't be on that side of it, right? There's that part of it. And then you get into this investment of your time, your talent, whatever you're doing. And, and again, even it, not even get into the content creation side, just the time of it. You come home and you've put this much money into that box and you picked it and you thought it was going to be this and it was going to be that and da, da 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 right? Like there's that argument to it that I don't think is worthy of then this reaction to it you know mm -hmm. what i mean one of the things uh here we have a question from or not question i should say a super chat uh from uh bobby who writes in and says but xbox players aren't getting playstation games if xbox games become day and date on playstation then there isn't a point to own an xbox first off again you're where we said a bunch of different things that is correct if we were talking about that being the argument and that actually is what happens next week and it's not mm -hmm. yeah we are going to publish stuff a year later whatever it is or not even put a time on it you know, later. Date, yeah. yeah, we're going to do it later than day and date. But if they did this, right, gamers aren't, there isn't a point to own an Xbox. I disagree, Bobby. There is a point to own an Xbox, and it goes back to the argument I'm currently making, is that Xbox would be the best value in gaming. Mm -hmm. So now if we're going to sit there and act like the big problem is the investment of money you've put into these platforms, cool. With your with your Xbox investment, and I'm let's say it's a Series X, so it's the same price as a PS5, and I'm just saying they are, okay? Great. Now, again, we're back to, cool, for $9.99 or whatever, it is $14.99 a month now, you get this unlimited stream of games and all the brand new stuff, or you need to put $70 into it on your PlayStation to get that. That is the argument Xbox is making. They are d doubling down on trying to be the best value in gaming. Now, that can be an argument you don't love. That can be the, well, wait, I can get best of both worlds and I would just have to charge. Of course, yeah, that is 100% true that that is there, but it's like, that is the thing you have to decide. And then also it's, well, how much are you playing, right? Like for people in uh, people, there's this guy in my neighborhood, right? Who's a dad to two young girls. And when I first met him at, uh, when we moved to the neighborhood, he was like, oh yeah, you know, I was talking about video games. He's like, oh man, like I fucking love Fallout. And I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and, yeah. so I, and it was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I have a PS4 and da, 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 da. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So when Starfield dropped, it timed out that we got that Xbox Series S party animals uh, drop or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And we're often swimming in consoles around here. So I brought it home to him. I got an Xbox code uh, for Game Pass, and I was like, here you go. You get everything. You know what I mean? And like mm -hmm. for that person, that are you kidding me right now? This guy who has the most limited time to play video games suddenly has an endless Netflix library of games and this one giant game he wants, like that is the value in it. Now we're talking you know, to pull it back to Bobby and be like, well, well, PlayStation, what's the point of owning an Xbox? Da, 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 da. We're talking about two different use cases where there is the mainstream video gamer use case. 
that buys a uh, what, what is it, Starfield yeah. and is going to play that for a year and chip away at it. I mean, he's still playing Fallout 4, so four years, five years, he's yeah. going to play Starfield and chip away at it and maybe try a sports game, maybe try this thing. Never, you know, he doesn't even know there's a fucking Prince of Persia game he should be playing, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's all of us that are fucking obsessed with this, that are going to buy every piece of tech and do everything they can and da-da-da-da-da and be really in the weeds about what the pick is. And so it might be that if to the Bobby question here and what we already kind of pitched on, right? If it was, yo, everything's day and date everywhere you get it cheap. Maybe then it is that for the mainstream, for the hardcore gamer, PlayStation is the way to go. It's stupid not to. Da, da, da. If you have the income, why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. And Xbox does become the turnkey. Here's an ecosystem to jump in and with one monthly purchase, you have all this different stuff. And again, to your point, to bring it all the way back and me to stop ranting, mm-hmm. then you get into this isn't apples to apples anymore this isn't who's got the best box anymore this is who's the best library of service and what is your use case yeah to uh, bring in another uh, one from uh, Optimus Prime here uh, who says there are toxic people with any fandom uh, how is this any different from sports fans we all have console preferences there are Xbox guys PlayStation guys etc and I think for me like this is the thing we talked about a, a little bit yesterday that I struggle with a little bit in terms of a PlayStation guy Xbox guy yada yada we get looked like we get looked at as PlayStation guys because we're on PlayStation podcasts, yeah. we play a lot of PlayStation games. I'm sure, Greg, you'd probably call yourself a PlayStation guy to the, some extent. Well, it's like, are we the character? Of course, online, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. I talk about what I actually do, I always describe myself as I got hired to be the beat reporter for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So the beat reporter for the Chicago Bears knows the Bears inside and out and is a Bears expert. It doesn't mean he's the biggest Bears fan. But, of course, you dial it back to PlayStation or whatever. Like, yeah. I was labeled a fan because I'm, well, he's cheerleading. Or, whoa, he's being too rough. Or he's not asking the right question. Or he asked too hard a question. Whatever. Yeah, and that and that's the same place that I'm at, right? Where I, I get hired to be the beat reporter for PlayStation. That's kind of funny, you right? You that fucking role. I, <laughs> you didn't have to do this goddamn show. We hired you and you said you wanted to do it. But yeah, like, I didn't be, that's because growing up, right? I listened to a lot of uh, uh, Beyond. And I listened to a lot of Unlocked, right? And when I'm getting hired, it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, I want to do Beyond or PS love you with yeah. Greg, right? Like that's a, that's that, that's the thing I want to do. Um, but that's not to say that like I guess when I look at the games that I play that I've played throughout my lifetime, yeah, I or in the games that I that I even love, right? Like I bought an Xbox One and I love playing Forza Horizon. That's like my fa- one of my favorite racing series, right alongside Burnout, right? I love playing. I'm a big Bethesda person. I love playing uh, the Doom games. I love yeah. playing Arcane games. I love playing Bethesda Studios games, right? And so like. I'm in that ecosystem for that. Um, but even while on while I had my Xbox One, right? I was playing so much fucking Rare Replay. I When we look at like the PlayStation guy versus Xbox guy thing, right? I understand the perception of us being PlayStation guys because, yeah, like that's our beat. That's what we talk about. We play, we play those games, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. But if I like didn't, if I wasn't on a PlayStation podcast and I wasn't like, I guess my thing is, I, I think the label of calling somebody a PlayStation guy or an Xbox guy to say, oh, but you can't talk about the other thing because you don't get it because you don't own this box because you don't. I look at myself as also just somebody who plays games and wants to talk about games and loves video games, right? And yeah. so like, I'm on KFGD every day. I, or not every day, but I, I'm on KFGD probably most days out of the week. I prep the show every single day. I read virtually every news story, that, that uh, video game news story that's come out in like the last, since I got hired here, hours. right? I feel like for me that qualifies me to talk about video games period and not talk about a, a, just a specific platform and, be, and, and um, uh, be locked into that platform to the fandom thing of there are different fandoms and different things. I, I understand it like half and half where first, when we talk about sports, that's what sports is about. Sports is about fandom. Sports is about rooting for your favorite team. Sports is about people competing against each other. 
for video games, I think to some extent, I definitely understand it, right? Again, like video games are about fun. Video games are about like, you know, uh, playing as the characters you love and like investing in an ecosystem and, uh, and all that stuff. So I understand how we grow that and how that becomes a thing. But I think when you're talking about the entertainment space and the way that we talk about it, right? Like, I don't know people that are like, HBO Max diehards, right? Or like, sure. I'm a fucking Hulu diehard. Or like, I go hard for the new fucking like Sony Blu-ray player. Like, I'm I'm ride or die for this thing. PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo Switch to some extent are just technologies, right? And like, these are companies that are making these things. They're not sports teams that are playing with each other. So I definitely understand being a Xbox fan because you played a lot of Xbox games or being a PlayStation fan because you played a lot of PlayStation games. I've called myself a PlayStation or I yesterday on the show I called myself a PlayStation slash Nintendo fan for the fact that I grew up playing a lot of those games. Sure. But I think that fandom for me ends when it is we're talking about like the businesses and like how these things are operating as corporations. That's where like my jurisdiction ends and I'm like all right cool like these are also just corporations that I'm not here trying to root for. More like, than ever team. it just doesn't matter. Yeah. More than ever, they're just boxes. We're playing everything on anything. And it's like, you know, I think the toughest part, right, especially we talk about being beat reporters, and that's obviously fallen away throughout the years, let alone me, you know, transitioning to a host, let alone starting kind of funny and being more agnostic than ever, right? I still prefer to play on PlayStation just because I gravitate towards first-party games from PlayStation often more. Mm -hmm. uh, also, they publish video games a lot. Yeah. A lot of games that only come to PlayStation. Uh, and I like my trophies <laughs> and all that jazz. There's a little bit of yeah. But it's like... But you know, there's also uh, the extent of you've been a part of that ecosystem for a long time. Of course, and that's the thing. I have roots there, but it's like, yeah, you know, I played so much Starfield. Uh, I played a lot of Redfall, and I wish that would have been better. Uh, I'm playing Pokemon now. It's all these different things. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, more than ever, I'm just playing games everywhere. You're seeing the uh, effects of that right now on our podcasts, right, of where the industry actually is, where it's like, guess what? There are so many great fucking games right now that... PS I Love You and XCast are doing reviews of multi-platform games because the Gamescast was already taken up that week, so it only makes sense we put it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and again, I, 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 as a person who's like sitting there with the game's calendar and headlines, understand more than ever that it's like the, how close we're getting to the Simpsons, like Duff, Duff Dry, Duff Light, and it's all coming out of the same pipe into the, into the three different things. And it's yeah. like, it's just where we're I mean, at that the conversation on PlayStation last week about Banishers, right? Of like, yo, did you see this game? How, like, yeah, that could have applied to Xbox as well and an industry thing, but that's also a conversation that's happening with PlayStation right now more than what are we doing leading up to Helldivers or what's going on here? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that stuff finds its all. Like I that's mean, where we the, are right now as an ecosystem to the question of gamers. Of, going back to the question that Bobby wrote in with, right, talking about like, you know, why would I get an Xbox if, like, X, uh, if Xbox games are coming to other places? Um, uh, I, I feel like that's the same with PlayStation, isn't it? When we talk about PC, like I understand xbox to playstation versus playstation to pc mm -hmm. is an entirely different thing but if you want to play every game under the sun except for nintendo games you can just buy a pc well, allegedly Alle well yeah allegedly, allegedly you can play tears of the kingdom in 4k right like if you're looking at this xbox thing as it's gonna have like starfield is gonna come to playstation a year later or uh, indiana jones is gonna come to playstation months later that's how PlayStation games come to PC a year later or two years later or yeah. months later, whatever it is, right? And like probably day and date for some of the um, uh, live service stuff. I feel like, yeah, like uh, to your point of everything is coming out of the same bucket into like the same thing, right? Like it's it's all becoming homogenous in a way where, yeah, like I don't think you're competing with just content anymore. And I think when you're looking at just 
exclusive content as the only way to compete. That's how we get into the fanboy things of, yeah. oh yeah, like we got Spider-Man and this and Uncharted, so we're better than the people that have Halo. And, sh- and it's like, first of all, who gives a fuck? But then also I can play Spider-Man on my PC. Like, why do we care that much about which box is getting a better thing? And so, I don't know. It's It's been a whole, it's, it's been wild for me to like watch uh, Twitter and the internet in the last four days blow up about this stuff. Well, in a especially way that, for me being on the outside, like reading the stuff and then yeah. listening to the show and then they like, come on Twitter and see the meltdowns from people. I'm like, really? You don't even know what's happening yet. Why are you so mad? Yeah. <laughs> Bless Netflix. We got live action One Piece. Screw you and your stupid HBO Max fan Yeah, Succession, base. Barrett. I don't even watch Succession. <laughs> It's a good show. You should watch it. I know oh, I should. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah I hear you with the HBO Max thing, but it's it, like the, you know, the real. No, that was, I guess the, that was the only comparison that came to my mind immediately. Well, it's because it's, it's, it's like not, again, it's so hard, right? Because it would be like, it would be like if Regal Cinema only showed Sony movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's but the, like, even that's not right. Cause that's a one-off. That's purchase. the thing is like, like are the, I guess when you look at movies, right. And like, you don't have, you didn't have, you didn't have DVD players <laughs> only play certain DVDs. Yeah. Right. And so like, People aren't forming these like fandoms around the Sony DVD player versus the Magnavox. And that's DVD. why there's just so much money to, you know, the investment back to it. Yeah. It's how much money you put into a thing and go from there. So we will wait and see next week. But for now, speaking of Spider-Man, why today let's tackle the fact that Spider-Man 2 is getting a long-awaited <laughs> update. It was rough. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk 2 has some news and so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with a Kind of Funny membership either on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free, to watch us record the podcast live as we record them, and of course, to get my daily exclusive show, Greg Way. Which for the first time in 2024, I missed an episode yesterday. Wow! Yeah, it was too. I was driving home and I was like, "Crap!" And I don't have my microphone because I had brought you my microphone. You should have texted in. me. I would have done it. Yeah, it was already late. Uh, so then I was like, "Do I want to text Cool Greg?" And then Tim called me for business. And then I was home. And then I was like, yeah. "Ben did not go to bed easy last night." So I was uh, like, "You know what? I'll just give a longer one today. It'll be fine." <laughs> um, for a chance to be part of this show live as we record it, remember to get your questions, thoughts, and comments in as YouTube super chats, just like. Onimus Prime has and Bobby has uh, some housekeeping for you. Our Final Fantasy VII Rebirth preview is up as a kind of funny games cast right now featuring AEW's Adam Cole. Yuck. Yuck. Do you actually spit? No. <laughs> you can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, and of course, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. This says YouTube.com slash kind of funny games cast. That's not right, right? No. Kind of funny games cast. Yeah, it's a new link we're working out. I was like, that doesn't you <laughs> yeah, do we're something making, funny. We're making a whole YouTube.com <laughs> slash kind of funny games, of course. Gamescast podcast feed around the globe. Adam uh, Cole, cool, cool guy. Adam Cole's awesome. Yeah. Uh he's also on the live reacts to the station yeah. PlayStation State of Play about Final Fantasy yesterday. Huge so Final there. Fantasy 7 fan. Had a yeah. lot of great stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's two new drops for the Kind of Funny merch store. Uh, the Kind of Funny broadcast and the Cozy Collection are available for the next two weeks on kindoffunny.com slash store. Grab them while you can. I've been wearing the sweatshirt and sweatpants at home and enjoying myself quite a bit, I'll tell you. I really like the sweatshirt. It's really good. Uh, KFAF is coming back on February 9th as part two of our anniversary stream. The Photoshop challenge theme is the future. Tweet your Photoshops at Kind of Funny Vids with the hashtag KFAF to join in on the fun. What I I found interesting about this Mm. is that Nick hijacked the second anniversary stream. We have yeah. done no promotion saying, hey, the big stream is oh, on yeah. Friday. We just keep saying KFAF is back on Friday. That's part of a big stream we're doing. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be here. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Carl Jacobs, Streakin' Ain't Easy, and Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by the new Kind of Funny merch. And why don't we tell you about it right now? 
This episode is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store. We've got two brand new drops for you this week. First, check out the Kind of Funny broadcast line. Old School Telethons inspired this distressed design and collection for our annual Kind of Funny Day campaign, which includes a t-shirt, tote bag, and coffee cup. Our cozy collection, designed by Nick at Campfire Designs, is also available. Get nice and snuggly in your choice of a crew neck sweatshirt and joggers and a women's cropped hoodie. These have been big hits with the team, and we think you'll love them too. Both collections are available for the next two weeks on kindoffunny.com slash store. Grab them while you can. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Close-up gets really close to Andy's crotch. You know what I mean on that kind of Did funny it? merch thing? Oh, um, I was looking down my phone. I missed it. Barry, can you pull up your <laughs> <laughs> I got to check uh, this out let's myself. Let's start with what is... And forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one, New Game Plus is finally coming to Spider-Man 2. Insomniac Games tweets, exclamation mark. Our next update is coming March 7th. Our title update for Marvel's Spider-Man 2 PS5 arrives next month and adds the highly requested features like New Game Plus, New Suits, and more. Watch our social media for the complete list of features closer to release. Spider-Web, Spider, hashtag be greater. What are your thoughts on New Game Plus coming out this late? Because I've had this, these discussions with Tim quite a bit on this show. And yeah. Tim's not a fan. Tim's like, this is a New Game Plus feels like a feature that should be coming out day and date. For you now that we're, what, four months, five months past the release of Spider-Man 2? No way it's been that long. October 22nd is when that game came out. Yeah, October so it'll, it'll be coming November, up on December, five January, months. Whoa. The new game plus. It's yeah. almost half a year. Time yeah. flies. Um, now that we're this far out from it, like, are you going to go back to new game plus? Well, it's a great question. Um, if it is just new game plus, period, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even that big of a new game plus fan to begin with, right? What gets me going is new suits and more. So what does that exactly mean, right? Like, how many suits? How are we unlocking them? And what is the more? Is it going to be like we've talked about, like, oh, man, they found a lot of success in the gliding challenge, right? So yeah. did we put a bunch more stuff like that in there. Uh, did we put, is this going to come with some new side missions? Like not paying off in giant cinematics or anything, but just things to go do. Like that would bring me back if it was like, hey, we've done even more in this. And I expect over time they will continue to add that way. Mm-hmm. I think personally, no, I have no inside information. I just think that's how they'll support this game rather than do like City Never Sleeps kind of thing. Uh, and if they were to drop that kind of thing, sure, yeah. New Game Plus in general, no, I'm not that guy. To Tim's point, you know, it seems too little too late or whatever, or it should have been there at launch. I think Insomniac probably agrees with him that it should have been there at launch. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was probably on the roadmap. I think this was probably a, fuck, something's got to give. We need to finish the game. So punt New Game Plus. Let's finish the game. Get it where it needs to be and get it out. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're you're right about like the idea of maybe new activities or new things to do or new side missions because, yeah, I look at this. I'm like, okay, New Game Plus, new suits. And I'm, I... For me, in the way that I play games, and I, the way I played Spider-Man 2, I've already 100% Spider-Man 2. I got the Platinum. Hell yeah, I, uh, New Game Plus isn't a thing that's going to bring me back. And so if I'm not back for New Game Plus, why would I even care about new suits if I'm just going to go around yeah. and do the, the crime activities? If they added new activities, that for, for me is a genuine reason to actually pick up the game and go back and like find these new suits and rock these new suits. Um, 
but yeah like I, I don't know man i think i would i i like the idea of a city that never sleeps type dlc i don't think they're ever going to do one again because i don't know how successful city that never sleeps was yeah um but yeah like I, i'm also I, I think i'm in the place where i don't expect uh new activities i don't really expect them to add like new side missions or whatever like i think this is what it is yeah i'm hopeful it'll be more i think mm. my, one of my thing is i one of my things is that i think since this took so long i think they probably when they knew it wasn't going to hit they want insomniac seems to over deliver Mm-hmm. And I think that they knew, oh man, this is going to be disappointment when we come out. We should have something that's more enticing than just New Game Plus. And I think of like, you know, when they were doing, uh, when they did the Raimi suit for Spider-Man 1, right? And it came after everybody made a huge stink and was a bunch of assholes about it. Mm-hmm. But it was like, yeah, we've been quietly working on this. We were trying to give you something cool. Like, I would imagine that's still the idea here. Yeah. That, hey, we're working on something. We want to give you something cool. What is the thing they're pairing with it? What is the more? I guess we'll have to wait and see. However, Missing Link triple zero writes in on twitch and says i still can't believe i did everything there was in spider-man after such a long wait the game just came and went blessing Mm -hmm. is that a bad thing i think it just depends on the kind of player you are because i kind of i kind of feel that like that game did kind of come and come and go for me right like i put in the 25 hours into that game finished everything and just moved on with my life and i'm not thought that hard about spider-man 2 since now I think compared to other people on the panel when we reviewed it, right? Like I gave it a four out of five. I think everybody else gave it a five out of five. That's and right. so I like, I, I don't know if, I, if the game hit for me as strongly as it did for like you and Tim. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I was like, yeah, cool. And I, I, I don't think it's invalid for a game to be structured that way. Like, I think it's fine for a game to be structured in a way where it does have an endpoint even after completing it. Well, the thing I keep talking about with Spider-Man 2 is that I kind of wish they had certain activities that are more repeatable like the only repeatable activities they have are the mysterious stuff and then the like random crimes yeah um and i'm like oh man i wish there was like something else here i wish there were more like stealth challenges or some type of content that i can come back to and feel like i'm getting a bit more out of it uh but yeah i don't think that's a i don't think it's an inherently bad thing but i understand if you're a player that was like oh man i, I waited years for this and i beat it and now i'm on to the next thing but maybe that just means that spider-man 2 isn't as strongly of a contender for you it's just it's an interesting argument that i really think falls into the having your cake and eating it too conversation Mm -hmm. where we can't roll our eyes and get fucking furious when sony's like we're gonna make 13 live service games because we want you to be here all the time we can't get furious when a game's filled with fluff because they want you to stick in it longer we can't get mad when as we're talking right now like oh it's so homogenous the playstation xbox ecosystems right and it's because of course sony first parties and xbox too but are taking longer and longer to make these games Mm -hmm. so if the trade-off is from insomniac yep we can be the sony first party that fucking makes games and puts out games yeah and it's going to be years of a wait, but you're going to get it and it's going to be great. And we're all going to talk uh, for the most part that all the side missions hit and it was packed full to the gills with stuff that you enjoyed and liked, but it's done in a weekend or we can add two more years on it and it keeps going and maybe it isn't a, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think it's such, it, it honestly speaks back a little bit to something somebody called me out on for outriders. When we were talking about outriders where I said something similar of like, Oh yeah, that came and we did that for two weeks and it came and went kind of thing. And somebody popped up like, but is that a bad thing? Like, that's what they designed that game to be, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're act- I am actually part of the problem if I'm talking that way and not acknowledging yeah. that that's how it was. I don't think Spider-Man needs to reverberate for six months of just, um, and the fact that 
Venom turned out to be a Nazi. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, actually, that's what I was going to bring up. I mean, not Venom being a Nazi, but the idea of... Straight up racist Venom. <laughs> yeah, but the idea of when I think about other PlayStation first-party games, right? Like, I look at God of War or, let's say, Last of Us Part Two as, as, as examples. I feel like, you know, like, I finished God of War, I finished Last of Us Part Two, and I didn't go back and, like, pick them back up and do more, right? Yeah. I know with God of War, a lot of people went back and did, like, Valkyrie challenges and stuff. Yeah, there, yeah, is, yeah. there is content there, but I think in terms of, like, story and in terms of, like, what that uh, did for people narratively, right? Yeah. Like it stuck around. Like sure. I feel like six months I after still God quote of War, the, you know, the grief quote and all that stuff from God yeah. of War, right? And I can talk about these moments where I cried or did this. Whereas Spider Man 2, like I'm not <laughs> staying up at night thinking about Venom, you know? Like I'm not. But I, even then, I, I mean, my count, not even counter argument, but I would mm -hmm. contest of like, well, I, yeah, but I mean, like, and I love the genre, both film, comic books, and, but I mean, superhero genre, are we really getting rocked by superhero stuff yeah. often where it's like, I can't fucking believe, and I'm still talking about, I mean, Invincible, I guess, in a more mainstream area now of like the subway stuff and yeah, yeah, but it's like, even and then, I think it's like, and I, and I, I, I think that's fair, but I also yeah. think that, you know, again, this comes back to our S tier, A tier conversation that we always have with Insomniac yeah, and yeah. Like other, studio, other studios where I think because of that staying power, I look at a Last of Us or I look at a God of War as like a, oh man, these are S tier because these are, you put these on the echelon of, oh, these are these are games that stick around. This is the game yeah, that yeah, a decade yeah. from now I'm still going to be talking about, right? Whereas like Spider-Man 2, fantastic video game, but yeah, like I, it came and went. Like I played it, I finished it, I did all the activities and it didn't really have the moments for me to make me go, oh man, 10 years from now, Spider-Man 2 is going to be that game that I tell everybody is like one of the greatest ever. It's like, and it sure. doesn't have to be, right? Like, yeah, not every point, game needs to be that. I think there's a certain a certain thing where that is the genre, right? Um, but like, I guess for you to, to counter your counter, is there a superhero game that could do that, that could come out and be that? Like, do we argue that Batman Arkham Asylum is that? Or do, you, do we put that in the same thing of Batman Arkham Asylum came and went? Because I don't feel like, no. I don't feel like that series came and went. You or think, those games came and went. You think Arkham came and went? No. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed yeah. So no, I, I don't put them in that thing. I think maybe as you went on, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't yeah. feel like we look at Arkham Knight as fondly as we did. I think City. Arkham oh Knight my God, in Arkham, Arkham Asylum. But that was, went. again, like, really shaking it up of, like, yo, I, IP games don't have to suck. Right, Barrett? No, they don't. Yeah. yeah. And so what, you're shaking your head at what the, com the my comment that Arkham Knight doesn't look as fondly? I know. I know. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're an Arkham Knight sicko. Yeah. I think it's the best one. People are just fucking babies about the Batmobile. That sucks. But it's like, you know, why am I driving a tank? But like, even... <laughs> but to Yo, bring it back strafe to, around and shoot this shit forever. Oh my God, please. To bring it back to Spider-Man, like, yeah. I, I would argue that Spider-Man 2 is the... Probably the most refined of the, the three that have come out so far. But I sure. have... Like, I think one and Miles Morales have more, like, staying power when, like, just thinking yeah. back on them, you know? And mm -hmm. so I think there is... Something to that, where I I don't think those games came and went. Maybe a little bit Miles Morales, but that's also because it launched with the PS5 and there was so much going on. That's true. Um, Spider-Man One did kind of have did have that staying power. It did have that staying power. Yeah. All right. Let's so we see. all agree that Spider-Man Two. <laughs> Terrible video game. I mean, I'm honestly going to go delete our review and put up a new one. Let's fucking go. <laughs> one out of five. You know what I mean? Uh, number two on the Roper Report. Let's talk about another game and another sequel. Maybe. Cyberpunk 2077 sequel hires industry veterans. This is Michael Kripe at IGN.com. 
CD Projekt Red is gearing up for its Cyberpunk 2077 follow-up, codenamed Project Orion. And it's starting by bringing on developers with some impressive resumes. The Witcher Studio announced its new moves in a press release, uh, marking a major milestone as it moves on from its dystopian RPG and its Phantom Liberty DLC. These next steps include a few, quote, high-profile additions to the staff including developers with experience on franchises like Hitman, Diablo, Mortal Kombat, Dishonored, and more. First on the list is Dan Hernberg, who is jumping on Project Orion as executive producer. His experience includes serving as head of production at Amazon Games and lead product manager at Blizzard Entertainment. Ryan Barnard, uh, who will ha- Barnard, I'm going to say, yeah, uh, who uh, help as a design director is best known for working on the game director at Ubisoft Massive and gameplay director at IO Interactive. The engineering director spot will be handled by Alan Vellini, uh, who previously aided with technical direction on past Mortal Kombat games. Former Control, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora developer Anna McGill uh, will serve on Project Orion as lead writer. And finally, Alexander Freed will also help with writing after previously working uh, with studios like DICE, Obsidian Entertainment, and Wizards of the Coast. Details on Cyberpunk 2077 sequel, uh, which is being developed at CD Projekt Red's Boston location, are scarce. But we do know some information uh, about what the team has up its sleeve. One idea floating around is multiplayer, a feature absent from the original game that the studio is now, quote unquote, considering. See, I feel like I, feel like I would that, ask you not to consider that CD Projekt. See, that please. last part I think is fascinating. Stop. Because, like, yeah, if I, like, for what the landscape looks like right now, don't do multiplayer. Like, that is a bad idea. But, come on, man. GTA Online, you see what that did. I know you know for a fact they're looking at that and being like they are not look, do like, not look at listen, that do listen, that cyberpunk is basically just fucking like uh, uh like cyberpunk gta right like it is sure. first person gta practically but what do we just, every time what we if do we want to make kind of games online? and i feel like you talk and i, I shouldn't say these kind of games but mm-hmm. it, when i you i think of this and i think of i'm thinking of like every far cry or some you know you some jabroni and we go fucking hunt a turkey and it's like guys why like mm. don't fuck up the narrative like cyberpunk mm. was all about the narrative right and what we're doing is v and johnny silverhand and this very personal thing but like whatever hanging out the home what if me and you are in the same like instance right is johnny talking to both of us <laughs> hey, <laughs> well geez. no we're the created characters that is, is not it's not uh johnny it's um some other celebrity i don't know uh justin bieber is like appearing to us and like talking <laughs> to us um but we both we, like i get a call from pan am and pan am has a mission for me because i'm part of a faction yeah. out in like the wasteland or whatever you don't have to get this much in the weeds yeah yeah we're like all right cool we got to kill a bunch of thugs a bunch of like but like they all had cybernetics no don't do this like, no no i in a world where, be the same thing where i stop and i'm trying to hack from the outside and you just run in like, i'm like well fuck that's what we're doing in now. a world <laughs> where cyberpunk 2077 launched successfully lawlessly and we were four years into cyberpunk 2077 hype and like the IP is on fire, on fire in a good way, right? Like yeah. you're killing it, <laughs> and yeah, like the DLC just dropped, and we all love it. I would be, I, I think I would be gung ho. Like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, let's make a multiplayer thing. I can't wait for this. I think coming off of Cyberpunk 2077 in 2020, where it launched as a trash fire, you took years to finally get it back to where it needed to be, and you finally yeah. launched DLC that people love and do all this stuff. Yeah, don't. Uh, let's take this one step at a time. Like, let, let's maybe put multiplayer on hold until we launch the next Cyberpunk. Make sure it's a success first. And then, like, work on the multiplayer. Like, I think that ground floor, that foundation needs to be solid. Maybe they're looking at the current Cyberpunk as, like, well, this is a solid foundation that we need to now build on top of. But I think you need to build up even a little bit more of goodwill. Not even just goodwill, because I think they have the goodwill. But build up 
just like a a new cyberpunk game launch that is good from the get-go that is strong and then give us that multiplayer eventually i do want a cyberpunk multiplayer because i think that could be a really see cool if you're game. gonna do multiplayer i feel like you have to have it at launch and it's a core tenant and that's what the game is like i don't want i have my i can go play it all single player yada yada or mm -hmm. we can all get together with our characters who are having the same thing but do it like you know what i mean like if you're gonna do that i feel like it's got to be we are creating a character and whatever job class whatever you pick yeah. is like you're not doing the v thing but like you're trying to take over the city or whatever i don't know yeah i mean i wonder like they were supposed to do multiplayer for they cyberpunk 2077 and that got canceled because obviously like the game wasn't that great when it came out i wonder if that if this is the fulfillment of that dream or that idea or whatever like i wonder if they just don't, doing just this don't, on this just uh, don't for a while it. don't do it okay it just seems like when we get a franchise or maybe even a universe we love but we add in multiplayer at all go number three suicide squad's main villain main villain uh might be the next playable character this is zach over at kotaku is that really the right headline because I thought that well, I thought we were going a different way with this story, but we'll find out as we read it. Uh, while playing WB Games' new co-op shooter, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. A player was knocked down by enemies mid-fight. They then heard something they probably were not meant to hear: the name of the game's next playable character. And you can't blame data miners or leakers for this slip-up. Instead, it's all villain Brainiac's fault. So yeah, I think it was that. Oh, I think I Suicide Squad's Sorry. main villain might have given I, away the next playable I, uh, character. Yeah, I, I, I switched up the headline, but the, the actual headline is Suicide Squad's main villain accidentally leaked the, the next playable character. So now we're going to go into a bit of spoilers here. Actually, let's just do a lot of spoilers. Do any of you fucking care about the Suicide Squad? beyond dragging it and beating it through the street. I almost Because let me tell you, I'm ready to beat the shit out of this fucking thing. I've not gotten to play Suicide Squad. You're fine. Yeah, I, I, Why I, do you say that like you're planning to? Everybody in chat saying no. I even missed. I missed the question you just asked. Does anyone care? Oh, does anyone no, care? No, okay. no, nope. Don't. Yeah, blah. Yeah, right. I will put a time spoiler. code below just in case. I almost watched like the ending cutscene to Suicide Squad just out of curiosity because people are talking about this game a lot. I want to keep and reading now, and then I'm going to go off probably on what the end game is for mm -hmm. Suicide Squad. As spotted by PC Gamer, a recent Reddit post on the Suicide Squad subreddit shows a short gameplay clip of someone playing as Harley Quinn. The player, uh, the person playing gets knocked down and needs to be revived. At this point, Brainiac, who eventually starts talking to players once they reach the end of the main game, starts to insult Harley. Well, he tries, but instead he says, quote, I didn't expect you to be the weak link in this chain freeze end quote whoa brainiac is accidentally referencing mr freeze a famous batman villain who has appeared in the arkham games before while we already knew that the joker was coming to the game in the next season rocksteady has not yet revealed who the next playable characters would be likely wanting to tease them over time but based on the roadmap the studio put out ahead of suicide squad's release which shows an icy world and character silhouette it seems likely that freeze probably an alternate version of the villain will be added to the shooter in season two What's with all these alternate versions of people? So, because I saw like the Joker or something was was supposed yeah. to be a playable thing. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. leaked, right? Like, that no, was that just was they, they, about. they came out and said that. But they like to get in ahead the of that. Arkham universe, like didn't the Joker die like five games so, ago? <laughs> let me tell you about a truly unique concept that DC Comics has, and it's called the multiverse. Well, I thought that was a Marvel thing. No, 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 no. Whoa, and it's not just crazy. an Invincible thing either. It's it's everybody. You told me Doctor Strange didn't invent the multiverse. No, he didn't invent it's the crazy. multiverse. So. Spoilers, just full, we're, we're just going, right? 
uh, that, yeah, you go to Earth 2 in a, a Suicide Squad the game, right? Mm-hmm. Bring a Lex back from that universe after your Lex gets killed or whatever. Uh, you are firmly planted in the Arkhamverse. You are correct. Gotcha. Joker is dead. He died, of course, uh, at the end of Arkham City, and yeah. then Arkham Knight had a whole plot thread about that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so J- Mark Hamill's Joker is dead in the Arkhamverse. The, uh, the Joker you're going to be bringing in from an Elseworlds because that's what yeah. DC... Okay. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. You do. You do. Yeah. I like that. I appreciate that about you. Um, it's going to be a different Joker. It's not that Joker. It's from that. But this is the whole hook of Suicide Squad's Endgame is that after you beat Brainiac, it turns out that it's 13 Brainiacs working in conjunction across the multiverse. So you will need to then go beat 13 different Brainiacs from these different Elseworlds. Yo, that's a, fucking... Sick. And we so, are fucking bankrupt on ideas. And so you, Yo, what if you, you might 13 think you might sit there fights. and say, "Wow, they're gonna make me do the Brainiac fight thirteen times." That's insane. Let me tell you how what Brainiac did when you fought him in the in the game here. Uh-huh. He said, "I'm gonna switch things up and I'm gonna be the Flash." And so you did the Flash boss fight again, but this no. time it was yeah. This time it was Brainiac. Yeah, yeah. You're lying. And so then now you got to go protect this car a few dozen more times. To get the currency to then be able to go after. And I mean, there's a, you'll do the car, but you'll also fight people on the rooftop. And then I'm sure you have to take out the tank with the legs again. And I'm sure when I get to the next Brainiac, he'll probably be, you know what? I'm going to do different this time. I'm going to be Superman are this time. this is a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. We are creatively bankrupt. Wrap it up. That's Wrap cool. It up, That's man. insane. No so, video games. I it was that thing of like, I, you know, when we were on, like, again, this, the story's fun and interesting and yada, yada, yada. When I got to the end of that and got revealed that end game, it was just such a, oh my God, I can't fucking believe this is what we're doing here or whatever. Like this is what, and like, I, I hold out hope that earth, the third earth or fourth earth is really going to be cool. That when they mm. introduce the Joker, he's going to be a good interpretation. I just fucking deleted the game. I was like, I'm good. I don't need, I don't need to do this. I'm I've been good. so media blackout on Suicide Squad, Kill yeah. the Justice League. So like, I am hearing a lot of this for the first time. Kyle Nelson tries to be a hero yeah. and says, Greg, tell us about the Diablo four mechanics again. I mean, tell you about Diablo 4, Division 2, uh, Avengers. What game is Destiny? Like, like I've, this is such a paper-thin argument people have thrown at me before of just like, oh, yeah. Yes, every game loop is going to repeat things and do things, especially these games that are looter shoes, whatever. Yeah. The Flash fight wasn't fun the first time. The moment-to-moment combat of the Suicide Squad is not fun the 300th time. Like, the guns don't matter. Like, there's just nothing happening here. And to here. frame it around, it's always just going to be Brainiac. Is also just like, what? That's just like a weird framing to... Well, it sounds like sometimes it's the Flash. We'll see. <laughs> and, I mean, who knows what they'll do as they go, but... Also, like, uh, someone else was saying, like, it, it's at least it's not as bad as uh, Gotham Knights. I will say at least Gotham Knights, like, their story consequences actually fucking mattered, and then they didn't try to do a multiverse thing where it's like, oh, no, j- j- just kidding. So the way- well, that's the whole thing about this is like people, people keep, I still am of the mind that when this is all said and done, mm-hmm. when it ends the way they planned it or they rush an ending because nobody cares about this fucking game. Like, I don't think they're going to do like the, we brought uh, the justice league back from that other universe or, Hey, guess what? This was a very similar multiverse to the Arkham verse you knew, but your Arkham verse is still over See, there. See, I was going to say, like, I don't a- think they're going to do that because that would be even more insulting than it already is. Are we not ever going to get an Arkham game again? No. No. I, I honestly, like, which is uh, heartbreaking. Yeah. I would, I would rather there be a spiritual successor to 
Arkham or like um, like a Batman Beyond type of game. Yeah, That's 100%. something I've been wanting for a long time. I personally don't want like a Batman Arkham game uh, personally anymore, especially with the passing of Kevin Conroy. Like he was the animated series Batman. He was the Arkham Batman. Like I don't want them to like, oh, just kidding. Here's a fourth game and it takes place like a year after Arkham Knight or some shit, you know, so. It's going to be fascinating. So like, just even remove myself from just not having enjoyed this game, right? Mm-hmm. But being a DC fan, and then just also us talking about these things. I am so interested to see what the next six months, 12 months, and 18 months look like. Because we don't know if it, how it's sold. You know, Steam yeah. concurrents are bad, but who fucking knows? That doesn't matter. Reviews have been middling. There is a whole bunch of people who are championing it. Being, so it's like, number one, can they add in villains that eventually because my thing is like uh, the man it's the same fucking missions over and over again it seems like there's four of them right yeah you jump ahead three content drops if each one came with two more missions right that's suddenly 10 missions maybe it isn't as glaring of like i'm protecting the van i'm shooting the fucking legs i'm going you know what i mean maybe it's something more interesting there um fill the world with more cool things to do make the guns actually different or matter like can they get it to a place where in six months, a year, you, I'm coming back. I'm like, oh, man, there is some really cool shit to do here. Blah, blah, blah. Is WB that committed to it? Because mm-hmm. remember, fucking Crystal and IMX, in, in the, they had a whole bunch of plans they wanted to do for fucking Marvel's Avengers and where they wanted to go, and that all got knocked off and done, and let's just get away from this. Like, is this going to perform that poorly that WB looks at this and goes, fuck it. You know what I mean? What? How? How can I mean, we? How like, can we force this? Because you can't. Again, it's like they've are committed. there enough people? Thirteen in, fucking brainiacs. Like just anecdotally, from playing the game and just seeing conversation online, like, yeah. is it gonna have the staying power? Like, are there people? And that's what, what that, are the concurrents gonna look like? Those are my questions for doing all that stuff. And it's the same thing then of like, cool. What does this do to Rocksteady? Mm. That's the other like you know terrifying thing we exist in this media landscape of okay, cool layoffs and this and that, and you're only as good as your last project. So it's like. What the fuck does this mean for them? What does it mean to WB's commitment to them? I don't like anything I'm seeing. Mm. And I don't, and I, so I'm not wishing ill will on anybody involved. I want them to turn it around. I'd love in a year to be like, fuck, this is actually good now. They've done X, Y, and Z, and it's got its cyberpunk thing and yada, yada, yada. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it, but we'll see. Number four. Capcom survey asked players if they want to see sequels or remakes of lapsed series. This is Chris Scullin at VGC. A new Capcom survey asked players if they want to see sequels or remakes of certain current and old series. The Super Election Survey, which is found on the publisher's Capcom Town website, asked 10 questions about various aspects of Capcom. One of the questions asked, quote, are there any Capcom game series, including spinoff games, that you would like to see get a sequel or a new game? The following 20 options are given, many of which are series that haven't seen a new entry in some time with the player asked to choose three. It goes like this. Darkstalkers. Yes. Okami. Yes. Onimusha. Ace Attorney. Street Fighter. Sengoku Barasa. Dino Crisis. Dead Rising. Devil May Cry. Dragon's Dogma. Toraware no Paruma. Versus Capcom. Resident Evil. Final Fight. Breath of Fire. Ghosts and Goblins. Monster Hunter. Lost Planet. Mega Man in 1942. The survey then asks, quote, is there any game you would like to see completely remade with the latest technology, including characters? I'm sorry, you know, that's right, including characters, design, and story direction. This section gives the following nine options as potential remake candidates, with the player asked to choose the one they would like to see the most Onimusha, one through three, Ace Attorney, one through three, 
Commando, Rival Schools, Banana, uh, Nin, Ninji Roach, no, Ninji Rosho, no, 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 no. Ninji Rosho, no Kiseki, Final Fight, Breath of Fire 1 through 3, Gargoyles Quest 1 and 2, Mega Man 1 through 3. While the survey doesn't mean any of these sequels or remakes are actively in development, it does imply that Capcom is seeking feedback from its audience before it decides which projects are worth pursuing next. So in that first list, which three are you choosing? Get a sequel or a new game? <sighs> okay, so Onimusha. That's your, that's your number one? Were you, did you play Onimusha? You I'm Onimusha going right or? down the line. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I did. I played the original, not to fruition, but I enjoyed enough of it, and I would like to see a, a modern thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I would go... And this is a sequel or a new one? Yeah. Shit. I'm going to go. I'm, I know I'm going to regret this. Onimusha, the one I'll regret, Dead Rising, and then I'll mm. put in Monster Hunter. Obviously, you know how much I love Monster Hunter. Onimusha for Tim. Dead Rising, number one, a game I adored. Yeah. And I think I've reviewed maybe number four. Maybe. No, I did. I've definitely reviewed them at IG. I think off the record, maybe even two. It doesn't matter. That's one that I would love to see. We're making Dead Rising again, and we're throwing everything out the fucking window, and we're starting fresh, and what does a modern zombie mm. mall game looks like? We're making Dawn of the Dead. You know, what do we fucking do here, right? Like, let's go that way, rather than what they've done is being so tied up, and it's fucking Frank West, and it's this, and it's, well, we gotta have this, and you gotta, like, let's blow it all up, start from scratch. I'd love to see that. So, oh, yeah. What about you? See, I'm, I, the thing that's tough is I look at something like Street Fighter, and it's like, well, we just got Street Fighter 6, or Monster Hunter's like, we have a new Monster Hunter already announced, so do I choose that, or I do... Hey, man. I want to make sure I get a new Monster Hunter, so I picked it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm going to go Okami for the Okami fans. I actually never played Okami, yeah. but I know it's, a, it's the kind of game that I would enjoy. Yeah, and I yeah, know yeah. how... You love dogs. Like I, Exactly. And I know how much that fan base loves that game, so I'm going to go Okami. You love Okami. I definitely would. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go... Ooh. I'm, oh, versus Capcom, for sure. I'm going to go 100%. versus Capcom. Um, and then, just for shits and giggles, Lost Planet... Just to see what a Lost Planet would look like in 2024. Like, yeah. I think I, one, I enjoyed playing Lost Planet too. Like, that was one of the first, like, like, uh, third person shooter, shooter, uh, shooter co op games I remember playing with a friend that generation and being like, oh man, these games are cool, right? And it was like on PlayStation 3. I didn't even have access to something like Gears or anything. So, like, Lost Planet was sort of my entry point into that and yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then also, I think, I, I think you could take that and make like a really cool version of what that is in 2024. Uh, Barrett, I just put in assets. Anytime we, uh, the yes is something that was there for something else. I apologize. Uh, but anytime we talk about this, I know people probably all, it's an old story, but I love anytime Okami comes around. Just talking about when they put it out on Wii finally and they use the box art from IGN so that they actually <laughs> sold a copy that had the IGN watermark on it. That, that story will never not be awesome. Where, to me. Where's the IGN watermark? Oh, circled circle? in a circle there. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. Can we zoom? Can we enhance? Oh my that made God. it to store shelves. That's I love so that funny. so fucking much. Amazing that no one caught that. All right, cool. We did it. We did it. Bring also, it Greg, uh, thank you for uh, playing the banana very straight. You're welcome. Oh, dude, I was legitimately like, banana? I saw it and I was like, I'm not expert enough on Capcom games. Yeah, I was, like, games. I was like, I didn't know Capcom had a game call out. In my head, I was like, is that like a monkey ball? That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that was a really good one. Uh, I'm sick of bananas, though, and all this big news. If I wanted something smaller... Say the tiniest news I needed to know about. Where would I go? You'd go to our last story, the Wii News Channel, where we cover all the small news items you need to know about. Number five, the Wii News. Grim Fandango, Day of the Tentacle, and Full Throttle Remasters have been rated for PS5. I appreciate you that you wait for the drop. 
of the song. Because I, I do that too. Oh, this is the hotness right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm very excited to get another Grim Fandango uh, Platinum. Gotta use those tank controls. Maybe there's some I'll actually play through. The first time. Day of the no, I know. Or no, Grim Fandango is the one I've been wanting to play through. Oh, Hopefully I do it this time. I think you'd vibe with it. Evo has announced their 2024 games lineup. It goes like this. Street Fighter 6. Let's go. Tekken 8. Let's go. Mortal Kombat 1. Cool. Guilty Gear Strive. Let's go. <laughs> uh, King of Fighters 15. Let's go. Grand Blue Fantasy versus Let's Rising. Go Rising. The one that saved it for me. Uh, Under Night in Birth 2. Oh yeah. And then Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Let's fucking go. The Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth demo is out right now. Of course, go catch the Games Cast where Adam Cole joined the boys to talk about playing it. Uh, 2K Games has laid off an unknown amount of people at Visual Concepts. Uh, that is Lego 2K Drive and NBA 2K. That was a sad one to end on. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I was like, I've not figured out we news yet to where I'm like, do I put the layoff news, news first? Or I like less? Barrett killed the music in immediately. The <laughs> as soon as layoff came out, I'm about done. That's the end of that. Great, uh, great evil lineup, by the way. Is it? You're happy with that one? I'm, oh, I'm very happy with it. I like, I... I need to go to this Evo. Like I, this is the one round. Like I, I gotta go to uh, go to this. It's gonna be the first Tekken Eight Evo, which is huge. Tekken Seven has had like a huge, uh, growing Evo presence within the last however many years. Um, and like it's been crazy to watch. Uh, so for that, the first Mortal Kombat One Evo tournament, which is cool. Um, and then yeah, there's a lot of new games coming out. So we have Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising that just came out and got you all the points in the in the Fantasy yeah. Critic. And then Undernight Ember Two just came out too. So those are two new games as well. And the Street Fighter Third Strike that's like an like, iconic one that like they're bringing back as their legacy pick. Like usually they have a old school fighting game that they like to bring back for these tournaments. And Street Fighter Third Strike is iconic. Like that is the one from the Evo moment. If you've seen that that clip of like yeah. all the counters and then yeah, we're going freaking out. So that's that one. Um, and so yeah, this is like a, this is a legendary evil lineup right here uh, of course we ask people throughout the show to go support us on youtube with super chats where you can then be part of the show obviously we've read a whole bunch in the early part where we're talking about the xbox stuff but we have an extra one here from nando who writes this and says the gears of war collection that is heavily rumored could be an indication of what's to come why would you release that when they are all on game pass well i understand we said a lot of words in this show but to double back to the point seventy dollars is more than $15. So if you still haven't said, I will buy the cheap thing called Xbox Game Pass and play that anywhere, maybe you never will. Maybe you're committed to PlayStation. And so Phil and his team need to make money to keep the rest of the team employed. And so if they have a product that's somewhere you've said you're not going to go and it's not making money, and this is the thing that when you go in your mom's purse and you open it up, you see it in her wallet, if they're not making that money, they need to go find that money and bring it in to support all the people that work with them. And so they've said, you're not buying it here. We'll put it somewhere else for you to buy. And so if you've already bought it on the other place, that's great. You've done your thing. You know what I mean? But there's a whole bunch of people who haven't, and they would like their money. It's called business. I, I played a lot of Forza Horizon, the last one, and the last three on uh, the Xbox via yeah. Game Pass. When I tell you, I would definitely buy them again <laughs> to play on PlayStation just to get the trophies. Yeah. I'm a double dipper. I'll, I'll do it. Double dip, dip, dip. Double dip. <laughs> double dip. <laughs> uh, 
I appreciate this one. I'm not going to read the whole thing from Raymond Hessel. They like wrote in with like, uh, you know, which WWE star would you have people in the in the office cosplay? And when I tell you that I re- reading through it, I'm like, it feels like Vince McMahon wrote this because it is so like Why, it's coming from jail or it's super fucking horrible. No, it's not super fucking horrible, but it's the one of ones where like bless can play Booker T. I'm like, just because uh, we're both black. Like, what are we doing during Black History Month? That's the amount of imagination <laughs> yeah, they have. It's like, like that's where we end. Like, why can't I be John Cena? Because I like rap. You know, <laughs> you're putting it's me as Booker it's T. True. Uh, we asked people watching live to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw as we screw it up so we can unscrew it up when we talk to you. Uh, someone with the username what the fuck wrote in and said, why the hell would you spoil Suicide Squad? I literally just started the game yesterday. You guys always talk about not spoiling it. And if you don't like the game, just don't spoil it. I don't understand how many more signposts we could have said. We're going to spoil Suicide Squad. We talked about spoiling it and then you, didn't you, spoil it for like you two minutes. You could have stopped at any point watching it. That's on that you. Like, I just don't know. I mean, we're making a talk show. We need to talk. Okay. I'll, I'll ask, now that I think about it, I'd love to be Booker T so I can do like his little like spinny, spinner <laughs> Rooney. The spinner Rooney. That seems like really, that seems like a really <laughs> fun <laughs> thing. <sighs> and he had good music. <laughs> Fuck, maybe they're right. They all, <laughs> I mean, they also, <laughs> their pick for Andy Cortez is also similarly like, like come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say Eddie Guerrero <laughs> they said Mysterio <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Nitro says Greg uh, Greg Miller did review Dead Rising 2 and gave him 8 out of 10 so there you go uh, Sal Romanu from Gamatsu said Greg you said Sengoku Barasa and my ears bled it's Sengoku Barasa well Sal if you, if you spell it the, the exact same way I can't change it for you You're, you keep sw- uh, swapping the R and the I S. can't I'm just I don't All see right. R's and S's let me say because he's short that's a good one that's a but Andy's like six foot four, so no. we call him Latino Heat. So I mean, like, I feel like Eddie, yeah, because of the Latino Heat. Yeah. I feel like Eddie Guerrero actually would have been kind of spot on for that. Who's, uh, Billy, who's Billy Gunn? Who is Billy Gunn? Yeah, on our team? No, like in in wrestling. Oh, somebody he's said, Mr. S. I'm an ass man. Because somebody said Mike is DX. Billy Gunn. Yeah, he. Why? Well, honestly, I think Mike would be a great road dog. He's got the Mike skills. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D Generation X proudly brings to you his tag team champions of the world. Who's the badass Billy Gunn? Because like I'm thinking now, I'm like, Ooh. like okay. I kind of want to say Edge for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why, but Edge. I can see Tim spearing somebody. Sure. I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. He'd look good in a long trench coat and with the hair. Sure. I feel like Tim could rock that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily in the books. Remember, you can watch us record this show live each and every weekday to get you the nerdy news you need to know about on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with a Kind of Funny membership on YouTube or Patreon. Of course, you get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You get all the other shows ad-free. You would get the ability to watch the podcast live as we record them. Tim is and of course, H. He's what? Triple H. Because he like, kind of like, you know, runs things. I mean, you also run things, but like, I'm not offended. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. You know like, I, mean? I can see Tim giving somebody the pedigree. I think Tim's Jack Tony, and I'll leave that out there <laughs> for Tony. old school fans. Uh, remember everything I said. Oh, and then Gregway, which I'm gonna have to do another one today, or a long one today, and have some Jack. good times. Honey. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's my <laughs> pleasure to serve you. <laughs>